expressed on this podcast, as well as all episodes of the Grateful Thread podcast, are solely host opinions. Our content should not be taken as indisputable and is for entertainment purposes. Threadheads, welcome to the Grateful Thread podcast where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. So pull up a seat because you can always sit with us. We're your hosts. I'm Lacey Messerly of Messy Quilts and my road trip snacks are hot tamales. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, or cinnamon Gross. bears. Are you a good and plenty person? Yeah, no. Okay, those are like I'm sorry. Those are the worst candy. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the, the best. I was like, are you nope. 90? Worst. <laughs> They're the worst. My grandma loved licorice. them. And like, she was cool and hip, but like, that was not. Those ugh, black licorice. Nope. Hot tamales. I feel like if you like black licorice, you are a special breed of human. Like what evolutionarily, <laughs> like just didn't change with you. Right. But that tastes didn't good. Didn't change with you. <laughs> this is not a cilantro soap yeah, situation. This is like black licorice is objectively disgusting. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> There's no room for interpretation here. <laughs> I'm Ashlyn Downs of Urban Dole Studio, and I do not like either of those candies. Hot tamales or cinnamon bears? Um, if we're going to do the Twizzler red vine argument, it's Twizzlers. Oh, you and Mike are going to duel it out then because he's a Leg red vine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs right now and leg wrestle your husband. Don't tempt him. Text him. Don't tempt him. <laughs> like, I'm in. I'm going to beat Ashlyn. That's the best part about you two is you're both so competitive. That's the only thing keeping me at the gym these days is just our future leg wrestling competition. <laughs> you know, just when I think I can't do another minute on the Stairmaster, I remember that prospect and I'm like, we gotta, gotta go. Get, get it, girl. More, get it, girl. More stairs. Can't lose in the leg battle to the <laughs> six four, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. We have a big announcement. Um, yes. So if you haven't listened to our previous episodes and you haven't found our new merch online and or ordered yet, you are going to be in luck because we are releasing some new stickers and you will get a new uh, free sticker with any merch order. So go buy that t-shirt that you've had your eye on and we'll throw in a, a sticker for free. Yep. The orders will come separately. So you'll get the sticker separately from your shirt. They don't come together, but you will get a free sticker with yep. an order, merch order. And for the record, we do not do sales. It's kind of just something we decided on. We want to just keep pricing consistent so that if you do purchase something mm -hmm. at full price one week and it goes on sale the next week, that always feels kind of crummy. So mm -hmm. um, just rest assured that we're going to just keep our prices all the same all the time. So yep. check our Instagram yep. for what the new sticker looks like and we would love to see your orders. Yep. So if you've been waiting for a sale, there's not really a sale, sale but there is a freebie. Yep. There's a little perk. Yep. So get your orders in. Is that everything? Awesome. Because I have a review for you. Um, this is from S Sunflowers. So much joy. Are you a quilter or quilt curious? This is a podcast for you. These ladies have so much light and joy to share about quilting. They're discussing real issues and questions about the quilting world while helping to build an inclusive and welcoming community. They will make your quilting hours warm and happy while sharing their laughter and experience. Come sit at the table. They saved you a seat. Oh, we sure did. 
I have the chills, dude. I'm going to cry before we even start this dang episode. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do Suck it. Suck that tube back in. Um, we just love and appreciate those reviews so much. It really is just kind of like, hey, pull up a seat mm-hmm. for anybody browsing podcasts. I want to find a podcast and I read the reviews. Not necessarily negative ones. I typically go for what people are liking and if that's a reflection of what I'm seeking, I'm going to try that podcast. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, your reviews you, really help. Like you are actively expanding our community and making yourself self some friends in the process. Mm-hmm. So. And you are making a seat at the table. Yeah. Which is what we want for this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to share what you're doing while you're listening. Yeah, you can just tag us on Instagram stories. We love resharing those and <laughs> putting our spin on the hashtag. It's a new favorite hobby. <laughs> it's a new favorite hobby. Um, you can also find us on Instagram live on every other Monday and find us online. Yep. Yeah. Um, and for today's episode, we are so excited. This was our first time talking in real life or meeting them and they are They are a hoot. (laughs) They are just as much fun virtually as they seem like on their podcast. So, (laughs) yeah, we wanted um, to chat with these wonderful ladies early on at the very beginning of the podcast. And we thought, let's get a couple months under our belt. So I'm glad that we finally made this happen. Threadheads, we have quite the inappropriate guests for you today. I first started listening to their podcast about a year ago and have fallen in love with their joy and their humor. But I think what I love most is their beautiful friendship. Friends, please welcome Leslie and Rochelle of the Inappropriate Quilters podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, hey. So happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. And again, I have to apologize. The listeners don't know this, but I was extremely not timely today because I didn't have you in my calendar. And Leslie calls me and says, you're on your way, right? And I'm like, no. For <laughs> what? I'm recording. I was like, I'm like, it's Labor Day. Remember podcast? And I said, no, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I remember I talking that we were going to do it. I just didn't remember what the date was going to be. Oh, my gosh. That was my thing. Dates and directions are hard for you, aren't they? They are. At the, <laughs> oh, oh, my preach, Lord. Preach, preach, preach. But I did say that I was almost on 244 going east. So Leslie knew how close I was to her house. And we were like, that was helpful. That was like, I think that, that a, was helpful because I was like, where are you? Uh-huh. Where are you for real? I mean, I think you've though. become a little bit insecure about your directional challenges and you've been <laughs> trying to like slide well, them into near, all of your episodes. I'm not near a Chick-fil-A. And so um, she, I asked her, I said, well, how, what does your navigation say? How close are you to the house? And, and I and this is what I said. I said, I don't know because I don't have it on because I know how to get from my house to her house. <laughs> but if I'm any place else in town coming here, yeah, I have no idea. So I said, I, I don't know. So I gave yeah. her an exit number and she didn't know the exit. I'm like, I don't know exit numbers. Just tell me how far you are. And I said, oh, I can see the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, I'm passing the Hard Rock Cafe. So that's how we got it. You guys are in Oklahoma. So it's kind of, is we it are. just flat? Mostly no. not a hundred percent flat. It just kind of depends on what part you're in, in Oklahoma. The Western side of Oklahoma is very flat. 
Gotcha. Um, but here we have hills and trees. Nothing and- like your Wasatch Mountains, though. No, yeah. we don't have that. I was I mean, going to say, like, head towards the mountains. Yeah. If you, go if towards you, the yeah. lake. Yeah. If, if you start <laughs> going towards the mountain, you're going up and you get that just where your car starts to go. It's going to shift gears. Yeah. That's about as 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 high as we go here. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what our uh, how close to sea level we are. It doesn't matter. But I, I will research that later. I'm sure you will. Group message that. Yeah. I'm sure they're really interested in that. (laughs) All right. Let's let people connect your names and your voices. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Leslie Bircher and I uh, typically have most mostly with my Instagram, Leslie Quilts, under, Leslie underscore quilts. But don't spell out underscore because that would just be silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so um, I'm so excited to be here. I've been quilting for about six years now. Not a ton of time, but I love it. I Once I started, I got bit by the bug and I haven't I haven't stopped. Um, And then I'll let my friend Rochelle introduce herself. And I'm Rochelle Rice. And on Instagram, I'm Donut Warrior. Now, I am not um, one of those people that would be, what do we call you? An influencer. Leslie's an influencer. (laughs) But I'm a really big deal. No, you're a big deal. I'm. Yeah. No one said you're a really big deal. I I only have the certificate that says I'm a big deal. Um, And I have (laughs) been quilting for over like 55 years now. Yeah. I mean, I know. And you guys, you should see the shock look on these ladies' faces because they're going, oh my gosh, it's Botox. It's Botox. Girl. Drug of choice. Trust I me. know this. <laughs> this is this is how you look this good at this age. And um, for yeah. me, quilting is one of the things that Leslie is a start finish quilter and she's very quick. And I'm a start and the journey continues on for years. And I don't really care if I finish something. Um, eventually it will get done. Um, but I'm more of an art quilter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would yeah. say that that that's my pet portraits are really the thing that mm-hmm. I actually start and finish them. And I do them pretty quickly now. Well, could you have to? Because I have to. Because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> if you're teaching a class, yeah. it kind of has to be done. That's so. true. Yeah. And Ro, you also have a really unique business name for your Me? quilting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snake Toe Studios. <laughs> <laughs> So, I can't. So, so Leslie, that was Leslie, the moment I fell in love. <laughs> so my name, my name is Snake Toe Studios. And, you know, when I came up with trying to come up with something and my husband, you know, he he likes to really be part of everything that I do. And sometimes I'm like, oh, come on, man. But we had this dog of ours, one of our beagles that got bit by a snake in between her toes. And so every night we had to do stuff with her toe. And so we would say, let's show us the snake toe. Let's see the snake toe. Let's do something with the snake toe. And so I was going to do like wild rice creation because I'm kind of wild and my last name's rice. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, that's what does Celeste. Honestly, and my husband's like, mm, no. And my husband's last name is Lion. So I was going to be like, Roaring, you know, studio or something. But we don't have the you same last name. You could be fried rice. I could be fried <laughs> rice. I could be wild rice. I could be crazy rice. <laughs> Not that day. Dirty rice. I mean, <laughs> oh, for sure. It could be all like those things. All those things. <laughs> Let's rename your business today, shall we? Yeah. So when it came out time, we were trying to come up with something that people would would remember and it's like well have you ever heard of snake toe and so my things are as unique as a toe on a snake <laughs> so that's how we got this is true this is true okay so how did you get started in quilting we'll start with you Rochelle um okay so I grew up really poor 
And my dad was a gunsmith. And so they had these little squares. They were like probably four by four squares that were flannel and they were red and pink and white and blue, I think. And they would put them on to a rod and you would clean out the the the, the gun. And so um, because you're poor, you don't have a lot of stuff to do and you had a needle and thread. And I would just start sewing those together to make blankets because, you know, they weren't quilts at that time. And then um, I think I found something that had maybe a pair of pajamas or something that I put back together. So that was really when I started it. And when I was in fourth grade, we moved from Casper, Wyoming to Laramie, Wyoming. And the woman that lived next door to us was Louise B. Moore. And she was a professional seamstress. And I would go to her house. We was moved she there. the alcoholic too? She was. Yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. And the smoker. The, the one, one that was just <laughs> The one that I would go get the the one that I would drink and say, come on over row. I'll teach you how to quilt. And and she, she was a beautiful seamstress. And I don't know if she was trying to entertain me and, or if she was trying to teach me something, I don't know, but it started that way. And I loved it. And then when I was in, I think fifth or sixth grades, my mom and dad bought me my first sewing machine. And it was like this old singer. It wasn't old. It was a new singer, but it was like probably, you know, four dollars or something like that. And I would make doll clothes. And that's when I started making doll clothes. And then um, still you have scraps and stuff. So you're sewing scraps together. You know, you're going to make something else to go along with this. And then, um, you know, in college, I majored in home economics. And so, you know, I have that degree that kind of brought it on and continued with it from there. Leslie? Um, I started uh, quilting, actually really quilting about six years ago when one of our friends, uh, such and such, but Kara, she, um, she's not witness protection. No. So she, our our listener, Stacy in Fargo, Fargo. uh, friends named such and such. Oh, nice. You got to have some of those don't want to be mentioned. That's true. Uh, Kara though, she, um, she and I worked together at the bank here, one of the banks here in our area. And she's like, Hey, do you want to take this quilting class? Like quilt 101? I'm like, sure, why not? I've got this sewing machine my grandma gave me back, you know, when my daughter was born, which my daughter is now 24 years old. So that tells you something. I took it to the first class. It broke yeah. immediately. <laughs> um, I didn't know what I was doing. They bring out this amazing brother sewing machine in my quilt 101 class. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it'll cut the thread and it'll do like, it'll thread it for me. Like all this stuff that was just beyond my mind was blown. And then of course, Kara ended up buying that machine. Like you also buy it. Well, yeah, but not until I could afford it. And then she asked her if she has it now. I sold it. <laughs> the girl knew her bride or something, something Listen, shiny or something. I'm always a shiny a, new thing was, is always a, going to be like, oh, I got to have that. But someone else that's buying it's going to get a great deal. Yes. She did get a great <laughs> deal. Know, she did. Okay. So, uh, no, but that's kind of when I started and I started, my first quilt was a log cabin. Uh-huh. So it was Eleanor Burns log cabin quilt in a day. 101. Yeah. And uh, I made one. <laughs> And then the next day I went back and bought more fabric to make another one. And they're like, but you need to kind of make the first one first. I'm like, "Mm, that's not really how I roll. Like once I've decided that I really like something I'm in and I'll just go. She does. Um, So that's kind of where, how I got started. And I just haven't looked back. I took a couple of different, I took a mystery quilt class. We don't like those, which I decided I hate. We don't like those. Um, 
I don't I don't like mysteries. So yeah. I mean, unless it's true crime, I'm yeah. totally into that. Yeah. But not um, mystery quilts. No way. Uh-huh. I need to know what I'm what I'm working towards. Yeah. I picked fabrics thinking, OK, these all go together. Right. And then the mystery quilt, yeah. it looked horrible i hated it and it was the hard it was a hard pattern and it was the same one i did and the first year you too that was the that was the quilt that was voted the ugliest quilt it was it was was, hideous it was so bad and it was huge and i hate and i hate a big quilt and all the fabrics were beautiful and like you said they went together but it's like i would never have put no i would have never picked those fabrics for that quilt i think and i would have never chose that pattern to ever do that pattern no it's a hundred thousand million years so not a fan me either. Yeah. Cool. And I don't like blocks of the month. I do like blocks of the I month. I don't. I can't keep up with them. I want to just get them all done at the same time. I'm with you. Let me, let, if I'm really peace anyway. I do something. <laughs> no. Okay. I have more of Angela's piece than you do. That's probably true. Actually, actually, that's true. I know. But I have Designer Mystery 2023 going and you haven't done it. You don't hear me. <laughs> Leslie, you do multiple quilt alongs. Like yeah, I got them all going. I did. I have backed away, but then what did I just do? I yeah. just, now oh, I've decided to host one and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I've never even hosted a sew along. I, I was like, well, I'll be there in spirit. You're not doing it with me. I said, no, I'm not doing it with you. She'll do it. I will not. Mm-mm. Yeah, you will. No, if I, I listened to that episode already and the evolution <laughs> of you having the idea to it being a thing was like very short. <laughs> oh, it was. Because we were on the podcast and I'm like, so long. I was like, okay, let's go. And then I was like, oh, wait, now I really have to do that because yeah. I said that on the podcast. Yeah. And so here we are. And for and Leslie, <laughs> what she's what she's learning with me is that I am the greatest supporter of anything she wants to do. <laughs> she, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Come, 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 come. Yeah. And I'll help her set it up. I'll help her start. You didn't help me set up podcast equipment today. Because nope, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rochelle went from like, I'm not doing that to now she's also leading the solo. Yes, I know. I, yeah. Well, I'm asking yeah. her own version. Like, I'm going to do a different one because A, it's kind of like a Christmas quilt and not my thing. So, <laughs> you know, got to figure out how many more Christmas quilts. Do I need to make, you know? So. Well, that one's not really Christmas. You wouldn't put it out at the 4th of July. No, but um, it's winter. But like oh, yeah. the fabrics yeah. are. It's just trucks and trees. With Christmas ornaments on it. The fabrics are Christmas ornaments. Santa oh. Claus's. Yeah, yeah, never mind. It, but it's not Christmas. <laughs> well, I mean, even don't yeah. Jewish people like Santa Claus? Sure. They do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're back. good. Jewish people wrote all of the Christmas songs and I'm pretty sure they created Santa Claus. There you go. I think you're probably right. Okay, then. <laughs> More research on who created it. The creator of Santa Claus was Thomas Nast, an American cartoonist who drew him for Harper's Weekly. He based his image of Santa Claus on a 19th century persona, Bishop Nicholas of Myra. He also invented the symbols of the Democratic and Republican parties. Ness was born a Catholic in Bavaria and raised Catholic in a German neighborhood in New York City. He converted to the Protestant faith as an adult. Popular Christmas songs by Jewish composers include Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire by Mel Torm, Let It Snow by Sammy Kahn and Jewel Stein, Santa Baby by Joan Javits and Phil Springer, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by George Weil and Eddie Pola, Silver Bells, by Ray Evans and Jay Livingston, White Christmas, by Irving Berlin, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, A Holly, Jolly Christmas, and Silver and Gold, by Johnny Marks, and Walkin' in a Winter Wonderland, 
by Felix Bernard and Richard B. Smith. Right, See, really, it's yep. just a celebration of Judaism. If you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get that. We get that all day long. I actually, I'm going to be talking about some of that celebration here on our podcast when we record, which I can't do it to you guys here. So I have to zip it. But let's move on. So I don't. OK, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really funny. <laughs> so if you didn't quilt while your kids were young, Leslie, did you have another hobby that you had to balance? You're pretty. Oh, happy. yes, I did. I was a scrapbooker back crazy, in the day, like so insane crazy. scrapbooker. Beyond um, crazy. <laughs> I had a room dedicated to scrapbooking back in the day and I still have all of this stuff. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? Said, Get rid of it. She goes, I can't because I have grandbabies and I might want to do it. And I said, you're not going to yeah. do it. You're quilting. Yes, I will. Out. Yes, I will. Um, I just, I just packed up all of my kids scrapbooks though, and sent them away to live with them now that they are grown. Um, but yeah, I was a big scrapbooker and yeah, I had to balance my time doing that. I I would scrapbook at night when my kids were in bed asleep. So I did a lot of that. Um, and then on the weekends, did we you did drink when you scrapbooked. It? So it's, it's only a quilt thing that you drink with. But like you mm-hmm. scrapbooked okay. completely sober. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then we I would have and on drugs. And just like, you know, when you go to like a like a quilt retreat for yeah. a weekend or whatever. Yeah. I never did a weekend, but like every like Friday night, yeah. my girlfriends who scrapbooked, yeah. we all went to the the quilt store, the scrapbook store, and they had tables set up just like you would at a class. Seriously. And we would scrapbook till like midnight. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. You guys are in Utah, so you guys are major scrapbookers because oh, that yeah. scrapbooking oh. and not us, not us, but like, oh, you guys eat. are not. Oh, no, you I, don't scrap- I did. I did earlier in my life as well. But my yeah. scrapbook in your is life, you're, you're all of like 14. I mean, I'm looking at these girls when you guys came on and I said, <laughs> I said, oh, my gosh, they're so young. And we're Rochelle, so- I'm going to be 40 in six months. Whoa, she's got good you, Botox yeah, too. Yeah. I was gonna say, Mister, you've got it down going right. <laughs> and if right. you're not, I need to know like your genes, like yeah. what's the story. And your eyebrows that. are beautiful, by the way. Thanks, I did them this morning for you. <laughs> my, 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 you, you guys get my my bad sweaty hot hair that I had on. And Leslie said, "Turn the air conditioner on in your car." <laughs> like, okay. And I'm wearing house slippers. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's even funnier when I got here. That's She's never true. seen me that way. I with, your pearls. <laughs> with your pearls. Oh, these are my pearls these she's wearing. Because I had the shirt She left. On. She's like, oh, pearls. Because yeah, I'm like the shirt on because I walked my dogs this morning. This is the clothes I wore yesterday. So a little bit about me. Generally, the clothes I wear the night, like today, I would put on to walk my dogs tomorrow in because they're, they're going to get sweaty and dirty and then they're going to get washed. So I wore this all day yesterday and I sweat in it and look at how close I'm sitting to this. You know, this is only an hour show. I know. But I, I, I kind of like that. That's a great idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. To match. You don't smell bad. Yeah. I don't smell bad. No, nope. it's, my, it's my detergent. But go on, girls. <laughs> uh, what did your early quilting career look like? Did you sew solo or were you immediately seeking connection? Which one of us? You. Michelle. Me? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't need to connect with anybody. Um, You know, I was a teacher, so (laughs) I was with kids all times, all the time. So, boy, let me tell you, when I was ready to be done, I, I, I just by 1240, I was done with kids because I had a zero hour. So I was taught really early and I always felt bad for the kids that had me when I was in Star Valley that had my last block with me because I really shut down at 1240 and you had me till three o'clock and you think I'm 
kind of outrageous now. You should see me <laughs> at that time when I'm a shutdown. So I I never needed to have a community to sew with. Um, and it really wasn't a big deal when when I I mean, my nobody in my family sewed. And so it wasn't something that I ever knew anyone else that did. And even in college, I mean, we didn't ever spend I, I would get in if we had projects for a class like um, fabrics that float and flow. That class, we had all these projects to do. And we got the syllabus the first day. I had all of my supplies for it. And I started sewing and I finished everything by the weekend because I didn't want to have to have anything there. So having to sew along with someone else is just not not my jam I, to this day. I started sewing with the community like my right. friends. We That's how we started. Right. But then COVID hit. Right. And so we were all isolated and I, then I got really used to sewing by myself. Yep. And so getting back into the swing of community was kind of hard for me. Um, I struggled with that. And I don't know if you've listened to the podcast with Angela, but we kind of talked, Angela Walters, we talk about that a little bit, but I, I really struggled getting back into like, a lot of people being around me and going to retreats and I preferred solitude at the time. And so I'm like, I don't know if I can deal with this. And so, I mean, even one retreat, I had to go home um, because I just couldn't handle it. And so, but I'm totally good now. Um, but we're but, also choosing different retreats. The right, retreat that was right, overwhelming, there were 70 people and it's extremely it was a loud. Wow. That's a lot. And really bad beds. And so you're not sleeping a lot. There's And, and it wasn't a long distance for us. Yeah. But we're choosing now, we do more intimate yeah. kind of retreats. It's right. something that, and so the volume we're controlling really what what the makeup I mean I'm probably the loudest one she just puts her headphones on <laughs> I do that's true <laughs> I still prefer like a quieter mm -hmm. environment to sew in um, even if I'm in a retreat if it starts getting too loud or you know because I love I mean I'll get up and mix it up but for two minutes because she's got sewing but I've got sewing to do and I'm there to relax there and to focus and so I will I'll, I'll put my bows noise yep. canceling on and so. And listens to true crime. And sometimes, yes. and then she gets her phone out. I can always tell we'll sit by each other and then I'll look over and I'm like, I think you ought to give me one of those earbuds because I can I'll give you earbuds. Yeah. We watch so Dayline we, together. We watch Dayline together. Then it's like, turn it this way. Go back again. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. That's awesome. Um, how did the two of you guys meet? At a, at a retreat and leslie didn't like me uh-uh not all. at all at all she was a lot she have two different like quilting groups is that right yeah, yeah. she was with a, a certain group and i came with a different group yeah. of girlfriends and we were kind of on office we were on the same she was at one mm -hmm. table i was on the other one and we were kind of like direct thing and she was doing some free motion quilting yeah and i kept bothering her because she was doing such a good job a lot and rochelle like, can if you're not if you're if you don't know her uh <laughs> And you're not, and you're not like, you know, like it's, it's like, it's a lot. It's she a said. lot. And a so lot. I'm like, I don't know about this. And then you um, started messing around with Leon, the yeah. chicken, the rubber chicken Which we brought. Blamed for all this chicken stuff. Well, that I did you, not do. You were most likely, you were the voted yeah. most likely to misbehave. Yeah, it was not me. So she, so then I thought, well, I'll show her. So I took her sewing, uh, her her uh pedal for her machine and little Joke did i know her. i didn't know her at the time but she goes to bed at like seven o'clock at night at 7 30 she's exaggerating not really and so she was like oh where's my pedal and and i'm just sitting there and she goes okay well it's time for me to go to bed and i was like mad. i was trying to make her mad and she was like going to bed so 
If you want to make me mad, sleep with my husband. Anything else? Probably not going to make me mad. I'm going to be like, okay. That would make me mad. You just roll with it. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. That's how we met, though. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then we didn't really connect there uh-huh. until we went to San Diego. Right. And we, which is crazy because yeah. I planned to go to that trip. Um, and it was, uh, what's it called? Thimble therapy. Thimble therapy. Because it was Camille Ross Kelly and Angela, Angela Walters. Walters. Okay. And so we go and I was going by myself. Then Kara wanted to go with me. So we go and then you went with two other. Well, actually, I had in 2020, I had, I was with Angela and she told me about it. And so I said, we were in Texas together. And I said, well, I'm going to sign up for this. Are there any openings? And she said, I don't know. And I took two spots. And um, I was going to have my daughter go with me at that time. That was with the only two spots mm-hmm. that were left. And then that was in March of 2020. COVID hit. COVID hit. So they so they kept canceling it. It was like, I think we rescheduled four times before we actually got to do it. So so we land in San Diego yeah. together yeah. and got to know each other. And the more we hung out together, I was just like, we were sitting there and I'm like, maybe we should do a podcast. We're kind of funny together. <laughs> I said, okay. And you're like, okay. You're like, order the equipment. And I'm like, I don't know anything about podcasts. Like I had no clue what we were. We had no, no idea what no, we were doing. No. We didn't really even know each we other didn't. very well. And so I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. I met with yeah. this friend of mine who has the podcast yeah. and he sends me this link of the equipment and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's expensive. <laughs> So I tell her, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. We're not going to do this. This is crazy expensive. And she's like, is it less than 5000 And I'm like, well, yeah. And she's like, oh, order it. And I'm like, are you crazy? So we call Lacey's husband Bougie Mike. Oh, um, bougie I'm Mike. guessing that Rochelle has a little bit of bougie row too. Like, she bougie does. Row, like, yeah, bougie, like she's her like, name, oh. bougie row. Oh. Bougie row. Oh. You know about your life like and that. like, you don't, I think that bougie spend, Mike sounds better. Yeah. You don't spend on everything, uh-huh. but every once in a while, you encounter a decision where you have to choose to splurge or not. Yeah. And right. it's not usually a hard decision. <laughs> and you just, you just need you, the okay. You push go. Uh huh. And, and we say, yeah. is it bougie Mike? Yep, it's bougie, Mike. Let's buy the equipment. That's what happened. Yes. Yes. I said to people, I said, really, you only need two things to do a podcast. Number one, you need followers. And Leslie had them. And number two, you need money. And I had that. So we were the perfect combination. (laughs) That's made in heaven. True. I was freaking out because I'm like, have you lost your mind? Do you understand how much this? She's like, yeah. So she orders it while we're in San Diego. And it was home by weekend. And it was home by the weekend. And we mm-hmm. st- then she, bring, she brings this big box over to my house. And yeah, it was just it in was, a big box. It was a big box. I knew. And I'm like, oh my God, what is all of this? I was free. I did not know what we were doing. Yep. I called my friend who has a podcast. He's telling me this stuff. I She's like ready to record. This is what she looked like. Yeah, and I'm like, like we're ready. I like, stop. Dude, I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute to understand how we even record this stuff and how does this work? And like, I don't know. And I finally just said, Rochelle, you have to go home because we did. <laughs> remember that? I do. Well, <laughs> well, what we found out had happened is we were trying to, I was, I, I am the reader of the group. I don't look at the pictures. I yeah. am the reader. And so it's like, we do this to this, to this. And we were doing all of those things and it wasn't, working. and it wasn't working. And I knew Leslie was getting frustrated. And mm-hmm. so when she said, you just have to go home and I went home and I was like, okay, well, you know, we can return this if it doesn't work. I'm not worried about it. We'll figure it out. And the next day she said there was something else she had to download. Yeah. Another, and I got it figured out. And but it, but I need it. Sometimes I, you just need like 
space. No noise. Let me just work on this mm-hmm. and then you can come back when I have it ready. Um, but but no, you got to go home. And it um, offends me. This is no. something I always tell people. I am never offended when you tell me, number one, if you say you're talking too fast, you need to slow down. That mm-hmm. doesn't offend me. Mm-mm. And number two, if you say, I just need a minute away from you. It's like, cool. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't take it as offensive at all. It's like, okay, that's what you need. So. But, you know, a year and whatever later, we're just we're still just. Yeah. And making that, it go. And now I kind of I have her kind of figured out that I can kind of tell when things start getting that way that I just kind of calm myself yeah <laughs> get the calm get the calm it's funny because I'm an introvert extrovert like I'm kind of in the middle and but I really need like quiet time to recharge a bit and where she like she would rather be around a bunch of people to energize her yeah I like to be by myself no I like to be by myself okay <laughs> Sure you do. Sure you do. That's why you get in your car and drive to Sky Took to go see like lots of people. I know that is true. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't yeah. tell me you that, like that. That's true. I do. You know, I I have been. I don't know if you guys heard this or not or saw it on my Instagram, but I have been crashing different retreats. You know, like there's the Reading Crasher. <laughs> Introverts I'm, don't do that. I, I'm. I am I I yeah. am I am the quilt crasher and at Osage Hills Retreat Center I have my own bed there that has my sticker on it and so whoever sleeps in that bed when I crash when when after I leave that night they find stuff <laughs> <laughs> Okay it's buttons buttons lots of yeah. <laughs> Um so what are some things that you've noticed about the quilting community that seem difficult to navigate as someone from a different generation do you feel like there's a lot of com there's a lot of connection between yourselves and creatives on Instagram? Stumped them. That's crickets. <laughs> um, you know, I don't try to connect with people on things that I'm making on Instagram. I'm not, you know, I don't have the pretty room. I'm not trying to make a quilt to do something. I'm just doing my things. Um, but I think more people connect with me when they start seeing like a really artistic thing that they're like, oh, my God, I could never do that. And then they hear a class that I've taught and they see things that people can do. And I think for me, that's probably more of a connection than because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you about making a perfect quarter of an inch and points that, you know, everything matches. It's just not going to happen with me. Um, so I think my imperfections mm-hmm. are probably mm-hmm. the things that people accept more because it's like okay it's okay that i don't have this this way because you know you're a big deal and uh <laughs> you don't of have, course you, you don't you don't have yours perfect but so so i think that's that's kind of it but when people do connect out they i think more people connect to me when they see my brokenness of like when i when i mm-hmm. crack on something that's on the podcast that they just don't expect coming out of me that you know something that's really emotional for me and then I just get a, a flood of stuff coming in yeah and it's all ages I mean it's it's like you know the 90 yeah. year old grandma to the the 13 year old girl that's mm-hmm. listened to it with her mom so yeah I think that's You're talking probably- about Jenny <laughs> my time by Jenny. <laughs> Jenny from the quilt no. <laughs> no I I would say you know, cause I, on Instagram, you know, cause I can see what my demographics are and you can go in and really? see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. What's well, cause I'm an influencer. That's You're just a big deal. I'm just a big deal. So, between yeah. us. so, um, so I can kind of see who's engaging and who's not like age groups wise, not like individuals, but it kind of, it ranges all over the place. Um, I would say, you know, the majority are, you know, in, in my age group, um, you know, 50, which is 40. 
ish. <laughs> I'm not 50 yet. You're closer to 50 than you are. Okay, whatever. Um, but <laughs> mathematically, you are. I think it we just, round it, up. but I think I have a broader audience because um, the things that I post on my Instagram are more like, here's, here's what I do right. for my room and how I think you can create a functional, beautiful quilt space. And it doesn't always have to look like a chaos, like a tornado hit like it. Rochelle's room. Yeah. Um, and because I don't function well in mess. I, I just don't. I on top of it. I'm good. Right. It. But I don't. And so if you relate to me in that way, um, then I think that it just helps people th- think about how they can do different things with their room and their space. Right. Um, some of them don't even have their own rooms. Right. Like they quilt from their dining room tables, right. but they connect with me. Oh, that's a great tool or whatever it might be. But I, I don't. And I, I think I, people aspire to have what you have in the room. I yeah. mean, I know from myself when I when I move something out and I think, oh, I had this little basket. I had this stuff that I was piling. I was like, oh, I would put this in here. This would be like what Leslie would do. So now I have all these charms <laughs> in this little basket that's kind of cute. But then I piled all this other stuff yes. on top of it. But honestly, I think that's the difference that I yeah. think people, more people have a studio like mine and they aspire to have a studio like Leslie. That might be true. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. and. Yeah curated mm-hmm. it is beautiful yeah, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah no and, and but it's i i spend majority of my time in here it's why it's why when we had our floors redone i'm like okay we've got to double check and make sure that the uh, the floors will match my quilt room and the living room because they're the only two rooms i really care about mm-hmm. um the rest of the i mean i was getting floors in the rest of the house but i didn't care really what they looked like in those rooms i really cared yeah. about what they looked like in here and in my family room where i spend time so um yeah i think it's mm-hmm. i think if you you need to have a place where you find um that you can get creative in your way right right and so if that means mess okay um for me it's pretty and tidy and and in my mess you know to 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 my own defense here my husband needed he he needed a, a rotary cutter a ruler and a mat and he he needed him and he needed him yesterday and I said okay and I was working on some different things and I had a great big huge mat that I was cutting some upholstery fabric with because I'm recovering some furniture and uh, I came I went upstairs and I knew exactly which rotary cutter I wanted him to have and which ruler I wanted and he and I I mean it's like two seconds later I'm back downstairs and he goes you knew where that was? And I said, I did. He goes, I need a needle and thread. And I said, okay. And I went up and brought down a needle and thread. And he said, I need this color thread. And I went, okay. And so he's kind of sending me off on task <laughs> to see if I really know where something is. Because even in the chaos that I have, um, I do know where the things are because I put them back into that chaotic spot so I can find it again. <laughs> Unlike my safe spot, because a safe spot, I can never find anything where I put it in the safe No, spot, ever. True. <laughs> It's not in your sock drawer. <laughs> it's not in my. It's right. Yeah. It's not in my sock drawer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think your friendships that you talk about on your podcast are probably something that most people strive for, and they're really drawn to. What would you recommend to our listeners who are wanting to create those deeper connections? Hmm. I would say. I mean, first of all, find a community. Um, no matter how you can connect, um, a lot of our listeners were their community or yep. um, Instagram's a community for them or digitally. Um, but I think find a way to connect with people um, and start finding your tribe. Right. And tribes change, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that your tribe that would 
that you started with is yeah. going to still be the same tribe that you have, you know, a year from now. Right. Um, and it doesn't and, mean you hate each other. It's no, just it just changes and things. your interests change and evolve. And that's okay. Um, I think it's just a matter of finding who you really can connect with. I, I like to say it like this is funny. I found this um, was actually an article, I think, in psychology today. Don't think I'm crazy that okay. I read, read that. Okay. Um, but it talks about you were at the different, doctor's office and that's yeah, what it has. Yeah. At that doctor's office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's the different. Thanks for thanks for putting that out there, Ro. Um sorry, sorry. No, so it has different levels. <laughs> yeah. It has different levels of friendships, right? And so you've got your like lifelong ride or die. These are no matter what these are my people all for the rest of my life. And then you've got a layer down that's still deep, but maybe they're not ride or die. And then you've got a social friendship group. Like you, you know, you're going to go so together, but that's about all you do. So you kind of start understanding like how you compartmentalize uh, friendships a little bit differently. And so you're not so emotionally attached um, when things don't go exactly the way you think, right. Or how somebody should react or or respond or interact with you, um, then you kind of realize, wait, I'm, they're just a, they're social friend, Right. Right. So that's okay. And right. then you have acquaintances, yeah. which is even, even deeper less. down the yeah. Yeah. road. Right. So I think it's kind of understand, figure out where those people fit and really kind of respond according to that. Right. Don't get too worked up about people who are not your lifers. Right. Because the people that aren't your lifers, you know, it just doesn't matter. It's okay. Just hang out. You're going to hang out. You're going to socialize. And then you're, but you're not going to call them when you're, you know, when you've been diagnosed with cancer, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, which groups those people are. So I don't know. I think it's important to identify those things um, as you go and they may change. And, you know, because I always tell Leslie, it's because I'm older and I'm wiser on these things. <laughs> you know, with me, with friends, you know, they come in and they come out. I mean, I've moved around a lot. And and the people that were my very, you know, closest friends that I had in that community may no longer be my friends. And I don't even think about them or talk about them because they were at that time for me. Mm-hmm. But with living here, I mean, I've been here almost 10 years now. And having my friends that um, I think it's giving each other grace with something. Yeah, you guys saw that, didn't you? <laughs> I take care of you a lot. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's, it's giving people grace. And our biggest challenge that we have had with success is jealousy. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a, a really ugly thing. And it's not necessarily our friends, but it's other people that you thought were supportive of you that weren't necessarily your friends, but they they might be like the acquaintance things that all of a sudden become these demons. And the people that were acquaintance now all of a sudden come on and become something more. And so when we say that friendships change, that's mm-hmm. kind. And, and I think for me, the other thing is, is I realize that I don't have to explain myself to anybody. And I don't have because my friends don't need an explanation and my enemies aren't going to believe it. And so I don't I mean, I'm I'm not going to explain it, but I'm going to give someone else grace that if they did something and it bothered me rather than running to someone else about it, I'm going to talk to them directly. Sure. And I I think that's that's kind of the things with how you keep your friendships and, you know, your friendships might they might go by the way for six months and then all of a sudden something else brings you back together again that mm-hmm. you get reconnected on something. And that's that's life. But it doesn't mean that you hate them and they're, mm-hmm. you know, you're, they're, you 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 stop following on Instagram. You know, I'm not going to follow you because you did something to me or, you know, you block <laughs> them. I mean, it's just crazy talk. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just you moved on and mm-hmm. OK. 
Yep. So, yep. Um, well, some of our favorite listeners have come from you mentioning us on your <laughs> podcast. What is your favorite thing about using this creative outlet to connect with people? Mm. I think the thing for me that is is the best is that we get letters from people all the time about how we have impacted something. You know, they were going through a really hard time in their life and they have this one hour that they can listen to it and they can laugh and that there are friends. And when people say, oh, they're not real. Well, we're real to everybody else. And people that send me a message, they're real to me. We just recently got something, both of us, mm-hmm. from a woman that, unbeknownst to me, Leslie answered her and I answered and we didn't put each other on the same train. We just we just answered this woman and it was both how, how much what she said to us was so meaningful to us. Yeah, I mean, she was, we were her friends through chemo treatment. Yeah, yeah. And you don't ever realize, I think it's, it, we started this out because we thought we were funny and we just- We started it because we were- to give everybody these wonderful tips because we were so insightful with how to sew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. All that last yeah, okay. Uh, but we just enjoyed hanging out with yeah. each other in San Diego, yeah. and we yeah. didn't think about what the impact of that no. would be long term at all. Yeah. No. Um. And you know, we had I had some uh, a book club here Thursday night. Yeah. I didn't tell you this. No. Um. Book I club. Seen you yet. I know. Book club Thursday night, and I had just gotten this message from this lady, yeah. and I'm like, I want you guys to hear this story, right. and. It I just started bawling yeah, yeah. talking and Jeannie had to read the rest of it because yeah. I couldn't talk anymore. And so it's just, you don't realize um, what you're doing to connect with other people, even that you're just, we're just sitting here recording a podcast and having a good time and enjoying it. But on the other side of it, it are friends right. that we may not even know, right. um, but we're their friends and right. we are providing an outlet for them um, know even if it's well. just for an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh, we, yeah. Because I mean, what you see right. is what you get. This, this, like this, this is, is how we always are, and yeah. that's the thing that always cracks me up is when people actually meet us and we're talking. Because you guys are sitting here just laughing. I don't know if they're recording <laughs> that part there, but people see us and they're like, you know, oh, Leslie's going to fix my hair. Or Leslie's going <laughs> to wipe something off my face, and I'm just oblivious <laughs> to it. And that's this true. Is, this is truly how we are. It's not. It's it's not a. Make up, make up. No, I didn't make that. Well, that wasn't correct. That was was not a made up thing. So what are some little pebbles of wisdom or just little nuggets that you would give a younger quilter, a newer quilter, or maybe more so just the women and younger generations, multitasking family life, raising Mm -hmm. little kids? For me, I, since I mean, I was that just a few years ago, just a few years ago, she's a baby. I'm just, uh, <laughs> no, for me, I would say find find the time for yourself. Right. It's just so important to figure out what it is that you love um, and carve out that time for yourself, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's, you know, late at night after you put the kiddos to bed or read books or whatever, um, do that. or involve them, right? Find a way to, you've got younger kids. I mean, my granddaughter's three and she's, when she's over here, she's obsessed with quilting and she says quilts, yeah. right? Like she doesn't say blankets, yeah, she which knows I taught her earlier. Right. Um, <laughs> You're right. but, but I think kids are naturally curious. My grandkids love being in my space because it's colorful. Um, so I would say if, if I would involve them, but also find the time for yourself. Um, because I think it's just really important to make sure you stay grounded in who you are. Um, you know, 
Budgets are important, uh, especially when you're younger. Uh, I didn't have the money I have now. Um, and so I, I would say find find good ways to connect with other people. A lot of people would give me stuff from mm-hmm. scrapbooking they weren't using anymore. I would take it. And um, so I think quilt, the quilt world is very similar, um, especially when we're trying to encourage the younger generation to get involved. Quilting is an expensive, is expensive. art and craft. And I think that um, the younger generation doesn't just have the kind of money, you know, that maybe the older generation has been blessed with. Right. And so it's our job to bless the younger generation with if you've got things that you're not using out there, um, package that up and find a a young quilter to give it to. I know you've done that um, with a couple of people that we know. And so find ways to contribute. If you're in the older generation, you have the means you need to sponsor and help the younger generation stick with this craft because this craft is so um it blesses other people. It's not just, you know, we're getting joy out of it. We're, we're enjoying it. But as you know, if you listen to the last podcast, um, you know, we, we turn around and bless others right. with it. Right. So I would say, yeah, that's what I would do. And I think, you know, the thing you need to remember when you're starting something new and you look at it, it's only money. And I know that that's, that's a, that's a stupid thing to say to someone, but you go in and you look at something, you're going to buy a kit and you say, you know, I want to start this. And oh my gosh, it's $80. It's only money. People, we go to Starbucks. I love Starbucks. You know, I'm going to get my Starbucks going to be five bucks. I'm going to go to Brahms and I'm going to get this beverage. Yeah. Yeah. See, (laughs) so when I say it's only money, we don't think anything of that, that Starbucks thing, but we only have so much money we can do. So Mm -hmm. how about, okay. So for, I'm only going to do Starbucks every other day and save that other money to go towards something. So it's taking the things you still love. You're not sacrificing and giving up all of Starbucks, but you're not, not taking something on. And I think for myself, And for other people that are quilters, um, we need to remember to tell the new quilter, it's okay that that doesn't match. It's the very first one you've made. And just think when you finish this one, the next one you do, you're going to, you're going to learn something else. And the next one, and it's so cool to look back at your first quilt, as opposed to your 20th Mm -hmm. or your eighth or your ninth. And it's that, that's why I like art quilts because an art quilt doesn't have to have a quarter of an inch. So that works for me. And I think that's probably it, you know, give these young people grace and encouragement. That's the biggest thing, you know, if they want to tear it out, tear it out but if I mean there's been lots of time I look at something I'm like would you tear this out and I'm like well I wouldn't so you might think about some other people that would and where do you fall in that you have to become your own quilter so yeah I love that um what piece of your lives are you most proud of I'm most proud of the piece (laughs) of my life that I'm still married to Lance. <laughs> I mean, bravo. 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 Serious. That's like, woo, you know, when you're a serial marrier. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I would say I'm most proud of um, raising two good kids who are self-supported. <laughs> I, mean, I know that sounds terrible, but I, I know so many that like, okay, they're coming home and living with mom and dad. And neither one of my kids would ever do that. Not that they don't love us. They do, but they also were grown. You know, I, 
I, I raised my kids to want to be independent and to, you know, strive for excellence on their own and not ever want to come home. I raised my daughter to never, ever want to leave me. As a matter of fact, when she went to college, we're she very wanted, opposite. She, here. she wanted me. She wanted me to move to her college town so she could live with me forever. She, by the way, that's not live, normal. She would live with me forever now. I, I would. That's not with, normal. I wouldn't live with them forever now because they're too noisy. But that's, that's yeah. <laughs> none of that's normal. So <laughs> in her uh, side of the world. But I am most proud of that. And, you know, I, I think, you know, there's, they are, they're self-sufficient. Yeah. Both of them have great jobs and, you know, I don't know. I think that it, when it comes down to it, you know, I love quilting. I love Instagram. I've enjoyed connecting with others, but at the end of the day, family, I think for me is super important and, and my pride comes from them. Not yeah. so much, um, not so much Instagram right. or anything like that. I've always said the things that my daughter does that makes me proud. I can accept that, but I also have to accept the things that she does that doesn't make me proud because <laughs> you can't have yeah. both. You can't have one side. You have to take both sides. That's true. And you know that's that's a I've tough, heard stories like yeah, that yeah, too. That, I mean, that's a tough realization there. Yeah. You're like, oh my, oh whoa, yeah, I raised that one there too. Yeah, <laughs> Julia went to Stillwater this weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm, my first, my last thing to say to her yeah. was, please don't. Please don't drink so much you can't get home. That's right. right. Like, and I don't care what she's doing. I mean, I know, I know she's going to go do stuff, right. um, but I'm like, can you, can let's, let's try to can control things. Uber? Can you call an Uber? My Not mother from used, Stillwater in Oklahoma yeah. City. My mother I mean, used could, to say when you leave the house, remember who you are and conduct yourself accordingly. I saw, I was watching a show the other yeah. day that it said, don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't increase the population. I saw that. And don't decrease, don't the population. decrease the population. I was like, yeah, what was that on? When I need Oh, it was on Instagram, I yeah. think. I think I saw it. It was like a reel. I thought it was a movie. That no, was it was show. a reel. And the, ma, the mother was like, don't increase the population. <laughs> don't decrease the population. And don't. I don't remember something, something. Oh, I just remember those two things. Now, if I'd remembered those two things, that would have been yeah. awesome. <laughs> This weekend safety brief. Don't add to the population. Don't subtract from the population. Don't end up in the hospital, newspaper, or jail. If you end up in jail, establish dominance quickly. Have a good weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's my advice to you parents out there that have teenagers. <laughs> or even not teenagers. All parents. You guys terrible. are very, I will say, I mean surface level from what we get to hear on your podcast very involved in your adult children's lives and you guys are just really incredible and loving grandmas and Aww, i i think that we both really value that and love that about you guys mm -hmm. oh my gosh i the, i had children to get grandchildren <laughs> honestly <laughs> right and i didn't know that at the time but i'm like Make sure you have babies because the grandkids on the other side of it is so worth it. Like that, like it's 18 years, 19, whatever. But, you know, you get past that, you get like this 36 years, amazing <laughs> like experience with grandchildren on the other side. So I, my grandkids are my pride and joy. I love them so much. And we like, practiced awesome. on our own kids. So we got, you know, we yeah. got better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now we'd be awesome grandparents. <laughs> we made all the mistakes with those things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our own. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. We're so grateful for you guys. Is there oh, anything else you wanted to us. say before you <laughs> sign well, off? Until next time. Until next time, stay, stay inappropriate. inappropriate. Oh, man. 
my cheeks hurt. <laughs> that is how it's done. That's what happens when you just get a couple uh, podcasters together and we just roll with it. That yep. was so fun. No sort of uh, direction. We just let's put microphones in our face and see what happens. And <laughs> I thought the outcome was great. Yeah. Maybe we need to implement that more and just mm-hmm. be a little more loose in our mm-hmm. plans. Yep. So thank you, Leslie and Rochelle, for having for coming on and seeing us. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Go check out their podcast. Mm-hmm. They, we'll put it in the they are weekly every Saturday. It's, yeah. It is so fun to just check in with them every week. I love listening. I usually save it for like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'll listen while I'm doing stuff, folding laundry. Mm-hmm. And they're just fun. It feels like they're real life friends. And now they kind of are. And so <laughs> there was the moment while we were talking, I was like, is this what people feel like when they listen to us? <laughs> so Do you true. guys have fun listening to <laughs> us talk? Are you laughing out loud right now? I laugh out loud at myself. Joking aside, I'll get deep for a second. I, when she said something about being in people's ears and being a part of their lives in a bigger way that we realize, I, I flashed back to when your brother, my husband was deployed and like I was alone and I had four little kids and I just had a newborn baby and podcasts got me through it. Mm -hmm. I put the kids to bed at night and work on house stuff, chores, and just like, you don't, you don't see that part of your listeners. And we wanted to know what you, what, what you're going through and what you are experiencing. Not that we want to be able to brag about what we're helping you (laughs) through. Just don't, yeah, we want that connection with you. So don't be afraid to message us and let us know what's going on in your life while you listen. Mm-hmm. Yep, because we all have we all have those times where podcasts just get you through. Um, reminder about the merch. New merch dropped. Go check it out. And reminder that when you place an order for the month of October, oh. you get a free sticker with your order. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of new stickers, so you can go choose. Mm-hmm. Go choose which one you want. And don't forget to catch us live on Instagram every other Monday, and fill that show hole when. Mm-hmm. You miss us in your ear. You can come you can chat with us, us and sit with us, ask us questions. Yeah. <laughs> you can see our faces, talk to us, we'll yep. respond in real time. And check out the show notes to find me, Lacey Messerly, at Messy Quilts. And me, Ashlyn, at Urban Dwell Studio. And then we will also link Leslie and Rochelle's. Yep. I don't have them off the top of my head. Yeah. They have separate accounts um, and they do not have a podcast account. Grateful Thread Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. Don't forget that we love reading those reviews on Apple Podcasts and that those ratings help other quilters find our community. So consider extending an invitation to someone out in the quiltiverse when you hit those five stars and share your favorite episodes in your review. And if you didn't like it, feel free to write a parody to the tune of Rihanna's Umbrella, uh-huh, uh-huh, and perform it at the next karaoke opportunity you encounter. Bye, Bye Threadheads. Threadheads.